episode 32, January 2015. In this episode, Max Lasto talks about SAS and responsive design, also about effective use of media queries for responsive typography, and he explains chained media queries. How do you make use of SAS with responsive designs and modular scale? SAS is CSS now, right? It, for me at least. Um, once you start using it, there's no going back. There's literally no reason why every single person who writes CSS shouldn't be using it today, unless they're in some crazy environment where they can't for some weird reason. I don't know. I can't picture any reason why you wouldn't want to use it. Um, but to answer your question, <laughs> um, how do I make use of SAS with responsive designs? So there is a modular scale library um, out there. I can't remember the name of the person who wrote it, although I'd give them credit now if I could, but someone essentially did all the math that underlies creating modular scales, put all that logic into SAS, and now with a simple call, simple function call, you can basically create a modular scale um, and create all the different values on that scale. So what that lets you do is it lets you set um, essentially a base font size and a base ratio for your modular scale. And starting from that base font size, values can get created on that scale at any point. Let's say, you know, at, at the index, at zero, you know, this is 16 pixels, for example. And one up on the scale, if the, if the ratio is 1.25 is 1.2516. And so that is a really powerful thing because what it lets me do is uh, recreate modular scales on the fly and essentially iterate on what my modular scale is. Um, so that's very useful to me. So I've, I've been able to take a design, put a modular scale in place, and then on the fly create multiple modular scales to test into my design and sort of see what feels right. And Oftentimes, what I've mocked up in a design app like Illustrator, um, it's very different than what ends up getting created on the web. And often what I create in the browser is much better than what I created in my mockup because of its uh, precision. How do you make use of SAS with the responsive designs then? Oh God, in so many ways. So SAS is really good at handling media queries and dealing with syntax that's annoying in CSS. So in CSS, media queries need to be at the base level of the file, so you can't have a media query nested inside of a block of, of code, right? But in SAS, you can actually put your media queries at the place where you'd expect to and want to be able to use them. So what I'll do all the time, I'll put, I'll put media queries in all over the place in my code base. Um, whereas in CSS, you tend to like want to group them together and put them at the end. And SAS just lets me change my thinking on what a media query is, right? It lets me say, okay, I have this one property on this one element, and I want this one thing to change like this. And I'll go and create a media query nested inside this element definition in CSS or in SAS. And I'll have the definition up front, which is the default behavior of that element. And then immediately underneath it, I'll put a media query in that overrides that given a certain media condition being met, which is exactly how I want it to work. So in that way, SAS is very good. Um, and that's just with the basic syntax of SAS. But then you can get fancy um, as you get deeper into SAS or you start using open source code that people have written for SAS. 
Um, and you can do things like change the value of a property repeatedly in succession. Um, so for example, if you wanted to change the value of what one rem equaled in your design, you could sequence a, a series of media queries in a row that would let you do that um, and write less code to do that kind of thing. Um, or another really important use case is to have this idea of important breakpoints in your design. So uh, responsive design, actually traditionally and often really was thinking about like mobile to tablet to desktop, that trifecta concept. Um, but uh, I guess the really important thing that SAS lets you do with that is it lets you say, okay, I have important breakpoints in my app and I want to save those, call them something, and then be able to target them at any place in my code base. So I can set up the media query for what is an iPad, for example, and just target an iPad. And at any point in my code, I can say, use this breakpoint for iPad and just have it work. Um, so that's really powerful and just helps you focus on the idea of what you're trying to get done rather than on the code itself. How do you most effectively use media queries for responsive typography? Okay, so first thing is in all of the design work that I've been doing, I've gotten rid of pixels for all sizes, all paddings, all margins. Don't use pixels for line height. Pretty much nothing. I say pretty much because there's still a few things that pixels are useful for, but it's a nuance. Um, so assuming that we're using rems all over the place, the way that I use media queries is to change the root font size and have it scale everything in my document up and down. Um, and so that doesn't replace the media queries that I'm using to change layout, um, that I'm using to change things like how it looks on a tablet versus on a desktop screen, um, you know, what you'd call adaptive layout, but it works to set appropriate scale for my design. And I guess that's the responsive typography component of it. Um, and I'm, I write a lot of media queries. So if I'm working on a design, I may have 15, 20 different media queries that just changes the font size in all these different situations. Um, and I think that's a concept that is not, a lot of people are not going to be used to that idea of writing lots and lots of media queries, right? The traditional thinking is, you know, tablet, mobile, desktop, and maybe there's just three. Um, and I'm sort of advocating and using media queries as a way of smoothing out your design sort of between these major layout changes that you're going to want to coordinate. So it's basically designing for the in-between states. Is there a downside to using that many media queries? File size increase? I mean, I'm not really worried about file size increase. There's not much of a downside that I've found, particularly. It could get hard to like realize, I guess it could get hard to manage, um, but SAS sort of smooths all that stuff out, right? Like it, it just makes it pretty easy to deal with. So if your code is clean and, and your code is doing what it needs to do, I don't see too many disadvantages with using lots of media queries. What are chained media queries? Chained media queries, it's a term that I kind of came up with um, to describe this thing that I was doing in, in my media queries um, and just found myself doing over and over again, which is taking a single property on a single object and sequencing a series of changes to that one property or maybe two properties over and over and over again across lots of different breakpoints. More breakpoints than you could possibly give names to. 
Um, so it, it really came out of this desire to have the fluid type working um, and change the scale of my entire design. Um, but then I realized it did have possibilities for other things with responsive design. Um, so I'll actually control using chained media queries. Uh, I'll control the outer width of my entire grid. So how wide is my main content column is something that I'll use chain media queries for. I'll use less chain me less media queries, but I'll still chain them in the same way. Um, so essentially, all it is is a sequence of changes to a single property across many media queries. Um, and I've written a bit of SAS that helps make the syntax for doing that really lightweight and um, more declarative. Thank you.